0: Welcome to Small Business, Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Brett Sheldon is the founder of the Business Support Organisation, which does what it says on the tin. One of the things they do is organise networking events for their members. Brett believes it's crucial for small business owners to have a really good network around them, and he feels it's also important to prepare for any networking meetings in advance. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today, Brett. It's my pleasure, Liz.
1: My, my, my pleasure.
0: Now, you're the, the founder, organiser of the uh, Business Support Organisation, but let's let's go back a bit. How did you get started? What's your background, Brett? Oh, crikey. How far would you like to go back? Oh, as far as you like.
1: Oh, crikey. So, there was, uh, Noah was a little boy. And, uh, <laughs> no. Um, so, um, I got involved in the business organization world in 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, by trade, I'm actually an engineer and I've also worked as a sales rep for, for a number of companies. And I, I came a cropper in the recession of 2008. Right. Uh, I was just in the wrong place, wrong time, yeah. recently gone self employed. And through no fault of my own, I was taking the 23 grand overnight, and I was desperate to do something quickly. So I started working for the Federation of Small Businesses. Mm. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I loved it. It's a case of I was a, one of their freelance they're called membership advisors these days, they used yeah. to be called recruiters back in my day. Um, and I had a happy six years there on the whole. Um, long story short, there was a number of things I wasn't happy with at how things were ran. Uh, joined a, a couple of my ex colleagues. Um, creating a new organization, and then the BSO got launched. It was actually, uh, I was actually talking to a friend of mine earlier today. It's actually four years and about a week and a little bit since I decided to actually do it, uh, to actually bite the bullet. And um, and yeah, I haven't looked back. So the, the BSO came about a little bit by basically by chance, almost. Mm. It was through experience back in my FSB days. He uh, wasn't, wasn't doing anything particularly wrong, but I f- spotted a trend of how businesses were working, um, and then he wanted a much more personalised approach. And mm. it was about that, about, oh, we've got to be going back now, you're you talking 10, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. that this idea started coming about, that there's got to be a better way of doing this, and that more support was required in different areas. And, and, and that eventually became the, the concept for for the business, and that's how we started, really.
0: Where are you based, Brad?
1: Um, I'm based in a place called Wensbury, uh, which if people know the Midlands, it's between halfway between Walsall and West Bromwich. If you're ever going up or down the M6, when you get stuck in a line of traffic by the big Ikea, <laughs> you, you can almost see my house. <laughs> uh,
0: That's a great description.
1: there. <laughs>
0: so when, when you started BSO, did it start as a, as a local organisation?
1: the the initial idea was to keep it west midlands centric Mm. um so when i was with the fsb and also business first i used to control the west midlands or part of birmingham or the black country so i was thinking effectively around 45 minutes to an hour from where i lived Mm. uh is a is an ideal base so we did start off with purely the idea of the west midlands and then gradually grow it over time but to be honest, COVID completely changed that. We've, we've mm. got members now all over the country. No, we've got members internationally now. So, yeah, it's, I, uh, it's, I was it's going, going to going ask on. you
0: about about COVID and what difference that's made to your organisation.
1: It, it depends on how you measure it. If you if you ask about the, the cash balance, it cost <laughs> me an absolute fortune. But I've got to be honest, it's actually been really good for us. Um, because the, the size we've changed let's face it, you, you yourself Liz your, your business when Covid hit it was ma- absolutely massive mm-hmm. uh, exactly the same for us but the amount that we've managed to learn during the last 20 months to be fair we couldn't have paid for that yeah. even if I had a, a, an unlimited unlimited checkbook basically I could not have bought that experience and because of that we've learned new tricks new ways of working uh, I mean, up until that point, I'll, I'll be honest. When when Boris first stood on stage before we got locked down, saying that COVID was a little bit worse than we thought, and can you mm. not go outside, and can you all work from home, and wash your hands more, and and all that. To be fair, I hadn't heard of Zoom until about five hours before. I thought Zoom was an ice lolly. <laughs> And and it was one of our members because I had to change an event which I was due to run on that Thursday because the venue was having was forced to shut and we knew about this before uh, Boris took took to stage. Yeah. Um, so we had to. I, I spoke to the speaker. So oh, we have to cancel. So oh, I put it on Zoom. What Zoom? I've never heard of it. It's always this. No, that will never work. I mean, <laughs> video conferencing. You can forget it. It's no. You'll be all right, you You'll figure it out. You you are the kind of guy who'll just figure anything out if I need to. So so we did and it was brilliant. We loved it. We we don't be wrong, we made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. But we figured out how to how to how to work Zoom and we, within a couple of weeks. Oh my god, the some sort of the stuff we were doing was brilliant. Uh and even now the, the 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 diversity of events that we run is on real. But it's not just about events, it's how we're interacting. Um, I can be speaking to somebody in London one minute, finish, have a quick cuppa. I'm speaking to somebody in Yorkshire yeah. um, five minutes later. Yeah. I could never have done that before. Yeah. Never have done it. Yeah.
0: So tell me about some of the things that you, you do for the BSA members.
1: Oh, crikey. Um, most people think um, of our events, because we run an awful lot um but effectively what we've created is an environment to help businesses to grow we, we want business owners to do business better so we'll either support so at the most basic form we, we can be there as somebody to talk to um you'll you know yourself list that running a business can be a very very lonely place mm. especially if things are going wrong and very few business owners have got a mechanism to do that so from the from the initial outset we can we can just be there for good ideas bad ideas to bounce ideas off We've had people in tears. We've had, we had to go and find people quickly because something disastrous has happened. Um, we've obviously created the events. Those events are not only networking, but also training, uh, ways of practicing. We've got a speaker in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, she's never spoken on stage before. Yeah. Uh, so we're using it as, a, as almost as a training exercise, a safe place. Uh, we've developed employee benefit schemes. So we can go and get things like half price Alton Towers tickets <laughs> uh, for any of the staff of our members uh, we've even developed um, supply chains routes to market we've worked on sales processes to be honest we ask the question how can we help mm. and work from there um, and it's not about us um, I'm more interested in finding solutions so if, if you turn around to me I'm, I'm thinking oh Brett I'm, we wouldn't happen to know somebody who could do blah or I have this problem the chances are we can steer towards um, a solution. And that solution would normally be one of our members, but also it would create the environment. You could go and do that directly. Um, so the, the question is probably, it's probably the wrong question, to be fair, Liz. It's probably more, what can't you do? Yeah,
0: yeah it sounds, um, sounds like a very holistic approach that you have there. It's
1: Well, this is the experience I had when I was with the FSB. Once again, I'm not knocking them for it at all. But our role was to go in and, and sell memberships. But when business owners need some support, they need support but effectively if, if they have problems or they're looking for they're looking for square pegs for square holes. but nobody ever asks why do you need the square peg
0: yeah. what,
1: what's the hole? Um, and because of the low-cost nature of business organizations, it's not very cost effective. it's very difficult to do so they were never set up for it but the problem still exists. And if you ask business owners on, on mass, the biggest problem that most people face is they could do with a bit more business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so having things like preferred suppliers isn't probably the right way because a lo- another local supplier could probably find something cheaper, better service, dealing dealing with a, a higher level, even with a director. You might be able to deal with the relationship, um, actually build relationships with them, um, and because of that, it's just developing that mechanism almost it's 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 whether environment or ecosystem is the word for it i don't really know it's it's whatever you would call it really it's Mm. we're happy to our members to call us whatever they want to really
0: (laughs) now you mentioned that you provide training for your members what what kind of topics Mm. do you cover
1: once again it depends upon what people require so on monday coming i'm i'm actually running a, a a training course of how to make money from single to seat networks um, I don't actually run any single-seat networking. But mm-hmm. our members have asked me, say, well, we think we can get a better return from what we're doing at place like B&I, and Bob Clubs. Mm-hmm. Well, once so see, nothing wrong with those. So, okay, well, why don't we run something and run a training course to, to change the mindset a little bit on there? Mm. Um, I've run um, one-to-one sessions with people uh, where I've looked at, um, say, a sales pipeline or a sales process. getting people away from what they think a process is more to do with a nurturing um way of working um but it's also not training just with us we'll we'll get to know what our members do and what the wider business community are doing so if you you, for instance if you were looking for something to do with um linkedin for instance i'm not an expert on linkedin but i know people who are and we can steer towards them and we know where free resources are and and paid resources and we get to hear about who the good guys are, in all fairness.
0: Yeah, yeah. So tell me something about the networking events that you provide. I know you do have a number of different formats. Is everything online at the moment, or are you having some in-person events
1: too? Um, yeah, well, we've, we run uh, online, in-person, and also we've managed to figure out how to run the the fabled hybrid ah. event um so the yeah so there's in uh, online we use zoom um in january everything we're running is is online uh however we have got in-person events planned for february as well as the online events um and when i talk about hybrid uh, oh, actually i was asking you the question if i say a hybrid event what would you What would you imagine? Because lots of people are talking about hybrid.
0: Yeah, well, I've been to a couple of hybrid conferences. um, And the way that has worked is that obviously there's been people in the room watching the speaker on stage as normal. But then there's also been a camera on the speaker and people watching that person on Zoom and able to ask questions through the Zoom platform. So that's, that's been my experience.
1: Okay, so I'm looking to take that one step further. And we've already done this that when I talk about hybrid, I want people online and in the room engaging together Mm. at the same time. Um, We've managed to do success with some of our breakfast events. Uh, You mentioned about the Panto uh, when I was chatting to you the other day, which I'm sure you're going to ask me about. (laughs) Um, But we managed to run that in a hybrid format. It it does work. But the the events we run, there's, there's seven different formats. Uh, run can be run over. It doesn't matter whether it's online in person. We can run them different times of day. So the kind of things we do are things um, like uh, we we got one on Friday. It's called a meet and greet, which we managed to recreate the effectively an open networking event, but online. So we, we we broken down the fundamentals parts and rebuilt it online. So we can get massive engagement. Um, using nothing more than zoom and a bit of maths in all fairness mm-hmm. um this morning we had a um a what we call one of our breakfasts which is a mini mastermind group so it's designed for small numbers so a maximum of 12 people we ask the question how can we help and we all chip in
0: yeah. uh, we
1: have guest speaker events we obviously have educational training events they're slightly different um one we have uh actually a really good one uh this works online in person or should even work really well in this hybrid way. It's a question time for businesses. Mm. So, so one of the challenges that everybody, whether you're a business owner or not, is that you only know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And if you don't know what you don't know, how can I, as a business owner of a, of a, a support mechanism, help you if you don't know that that exists? Yes. So by switching around a... How people operate instead of having a, a an elevator picture of saying, "Oh hi, my name is Fred, and I'm an accountant, and I'm sending him to sleep." <laughs> if the question was based on accountancy, and we then get accountants to actually answer the question, it goes from somebody sending somebody to sleep, or she, to being the hero. Yeah, and and people engage, and it, it's 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 much more interactive that way. But also, we can have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, whenever we run an event, there's, there's we, we don't allow political correctness, and we, we just we, we just ask people to be, be, be prepared to have fun. Yeah. Uh, and then anything else goes. And it's it, we find that humor is a really good way to build relationships because if you're talking networking, it's all about relationships. Yes. That's the, that that's the that's the important part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So how, how important do you think it is for a small business owner to develop a network around themselves?
1: Oh, it's absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial um and i'm not saying us here i'm just I mean, make sure you've got good quality people around you people you can turn to um depending on the industry you are or you're in and where you where you're based your network will be slightly different um but absolutely make sure you've got a network of, of good quality people around you people who prepare to help help you not just to sell to you mm-hmm. um it, it's if it wasn't for i mean we helped a lot of people during the pandemic People also rang, contacted us. Um, I mean, as soon as Boris made that first statement, I spent two and a half weeks, I down tools on everything, picked up the phone and rang every member we have, just going, how are you? How's Mm. your family? What do you need? Anything that can help you with them? Oh, and by the way, I'm not expecting a positive response. Yeah. And I, I had to be everything, seriously, from a shoulder to cry on. Some people we had to give a proverbial slap, like wake up, like, do you know where this is going? Some people, I actually even went through our financials because they were so worried about going, going to business mm-hmm. and they couldn't see the wood for the trees. Mm. So I actually went through our financials saying, well, if you think you're going to be out of business in, in, in two months, don't worry, we'll be out of business in two weeks on your yeah. rationale. Uh, and, and we did whatever was necessary. But people generally, genuinely called me. Uh, saying oh, Brett hi I know you're doing all this work uh, for other people how are you I mean I, I had a tear in my eye yeah I couldn't my faith in humanity was restored um, <laughs> it was very long days I've got to be yeah. honest but yeah if you haven't got a network of people around you just get one because yeah. if you haven't it's it's a much lonelier place
0: yeah absolutely And and I'm sure you'll agree that there's a, a right way and a wrong way to go about networking so what kind of mistakes do you see people making
1: the, the first one um, I see is that the, well, there's, there's a few. Um, the first one, I'm sure you would have had this before. I've actually heard this on one of your podcasts before. Um, people try to sell yeah. what they're doing. Um, it's the big no-no. Nobody likes being sold to, so just don't do it. Um, but also people forget what they're actually there for. So they focus on what they're doing. They don't focus on the problem they're solving. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you focus on what you do, it by default almost becomes a sales pitch again. Even if you are not pitching, mm-hmm. uh, focusing on the problems that you you solve is a far better way of going about it. the The other tip I would always give people is make sure you are prepared, and this goes for in person, online. It doesn't matter what the format, doesn't matter who it is. Do as much research as you can before you go. Try to find out who's going to be there, and make sure you speak to the people who are, who are most likely to be able to either help you or or or, or the other way around. Yeah. If you go in there and think, actually, that will be a really good contact for somebody else. Go there and genuine, genuinely try to help. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is when people go networking, the holy grail is referral um, work. Mm-hmm. That's what people are looking for. I mean, I don't know about you, Liz, but I suppose you love referred work. Is that right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm exactly the same. But many people don't have a mechanism for it. And the easiest way to do it is it's not about the person you're dealing with and the industry they're in. It's more to do with mindset and the environment they operate in. Yeah. Uh, and if you can understand that part, what happens from there is you can then make people's lives easier to refer you. And all this can be done through networking. It's almost being enlightened, really. It's being, Once people start understanding this, it's, it changes their world. But not many people understand it. Uh, it's it's a it's a tricky concept to get around, but it's a, it's so good when people do. And, and and other people who understand it, as soon as they see somebody else like that, you, you just want you can always wink at them because you just you just know who, <laughs> who the person is. You can, you can always smell it. It's just one, it's just, it's one of those. It's really weird to explain. But make sure you you're prepared. Stop selling and, and build relationships. Yeah, that that's that's that.
0: Now, you already alluded to this earlier on, but I'm going to ask you now about your panto. It sounds like you have a lot of fun with your networking, but the panto sounds like something really extra oh. fun. So tell me about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was actually a, a statement, really. Um, lots of people tell me and tell other people, you can't do that. You, you, you can't do it that way. And, and I'm a big believer of pushing boundaries. So on the build-up to Christmas this year, let's face it, everybody was worried, wondering, is Christmas going to be yep. on? Is it going to be our <laughs> Part of being cancelled. And, and I I mean, the year before, I had this what's called a secret activity. And, I, and we did it online. We ran an awards online for the first time. We actually managed to do a virtual Christmas party. It was absolute riot. <laughs> and I got everybody to sing, Do They Know It's Christmas? <laughs> um however i i signed everybody parts yeah so we sang do they know it's christmas band-aid style <laughs> and, and but we didn't tell anybody we just we just dropped them in it and this year I are right we're gonna be making bigger and better so i arranged a panto um it wasn't your normal panto do you, do you remember in the, in the was it the 90s or the late 80s of uh, jim davidson's cinderella yeah the, the, the naughty the naughty panto <laughs> well, I, well i wrote a, a follow-up to cinderella and we the cast was made up by our members at the Christmas party, whether they were online or in the room. But we failed to tell them they were in the panto until <laughs> about thirty seconds beforehand, when we gave them the script. <laughs> um, oh, it was hilarious! It was all about entertainment. Yeah. But the the reason the reason we do it is people are talking about it. Yeah. And, and so it's great for us. But also, it, it helped other people give when they're building their relationships. So, when people are having one to ones, it's, it's so easy to just keep talking shop. Yes. So, so, so we give them something different to talk about. And I'm not being funny, but making Paul Lander and Lee Baker the big stepsisters and a personal trainer, the, uh, <laughs> the fairy godmother, is brilliant. And then there's a, another gentleman who is very apprehensive of it. But we, we made him Cinderella's dad, but we made him wear an Olaf costume because we we wrote the script from from scratch, and he had had ha asked the fairy godmother to be a big star in Hollywood, and he came he came in dressed as this eight foot Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, I got I got some good friends of mine to sing. I feel pretty. Um, <laughs> I got a web designer to twerk on stage. <laughs> um he 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 really loved it. It was brilliant, but he was all about just seeing what can be done.
0: Yeah.
1: And and, and making that It's all about entertainment. But next year we've got even bigger plans. <laughs> um people are already dreading, it. I think they're all just trying to think of excuses not to go.
0: Yeah, I was going to, uh, but, going to ask you how you're going to top that next year. <laughs> oh, well,
1: I'm happy to tell you. We're actually running... We're going, I've got plans to run a version of Taskmaster. Mm. So we, we're going to get people to run competitions against each other and get everybody in the room up and going, but only I will know what they're going, going to be doing. Uh, it, it's that, That's what we're planning, but we may have another idea between now and then. <laughs> um, it, it, it doesn't really matter what it is. Just get people talking again, get people engaging. Yeah. Uh, all, all this... Elevator pitch. Oh, I'm sorry, but there's better ways of doing it than that.
0: Yeah, I mean, what 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 you've been doing with your members it it gives people an opportunity to show a different side to themselves,
1: doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's. I mean, even this goes down to things like the even the Facebook groups and things, which are clearly closed. It's a closed shop. Mm-hmm. So people to people just open up and talk about things and just ask for help. And it goes back to the can we create that environment to help people. And, and the other thing is we're noticing it starting to spill over. I'm happy for people to to copy our ideas, and I mean, I've been introduced to other organisation owners to actually give them advice. So you think I'm on, on paper the competition? Well, no, they're not. Mm-hmm. Just 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 help them out, give them some tips. Uh, the number of people are giving tips about how to use various software in certain ways, how to avoid cost if they're trying to set up something kind on of a membership base. Um, it's all great because what I want is business to be done better and I want the environment to improve Uh, when I say the environment the business environment and uh, whether that's us or somebody else it it doesn't really matter either way
0: yeah well it sounds like you're um, a great asset to the business community Brett how can people find you if they want to learn more about what you're doing
1: Okay. The, the easiest way is to is to is to find our website. It's 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 quite easy to go to www.thebso.co.uk. co. uk. So, with my accent, I'm conscious that that wouldn't come out very well, but it's uh, T-H-E, Bravo Sierra. Uh, Oscar. Oscar, That's that's the one. dot 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 co dot uk. You'll find out about us on there. And if anybody wants to contact me directly, just just ask them to email me. I'll, I'll give you my email later to put in the in the comments. Brilliant. Feel feel free to contact me. The other easy way is to find me on LinkedIn. I am um, the only Brett Sheldon in England, so it's not very. I can't really <laughs> hide. Um, so just just find me on there and and, and make contact. I'll gladly have a chat with anybody. Give them a steer. Give them some advice. Help me some connections. More than happy to.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much for your time today, Brett.
1: That's fantastic. Thanks Thanks for the opportunity, Liz.
0: Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.